Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Today. Happy Monday, Dr. Paul. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Ready and raring to go. Yeah. No bad storms out there, except for politics. Yeah. There's a few bad political storms out bad there. Bad smells and bad storms. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I, I was looking for something new and different. But this, this guy is so good at dominating the news. Yeah. And he is so controversial that people still want to know, what's this guy up to? Yeah. And I speak of no one other than Dr. Fauci. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he's a genius. <laughs> is, he, is he on every single weekend? At once, <laughs> yeah. On <coughs> the Sunday morning yeah, programs? Yeah, every, yeah, all the time. So, the time. They love he him. must be very special or he's very smart. Maybe yeah. maybe that is. So everybody hang, hangs on there. Everything he says. Well, anyway, he had mentioned last week <coughs> something about uh, he was in charge of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that uh, he thought there was a pretty good chance that uh, they, they could do it, uh, uh, except for certain conditions. But he, this came up again in his program, and he, he didn't say that. He said that, that uh, he gives his blessings to it, except uh, only for those people who are vaccinated. That's it's, right. It's, you can't enjoy your family if you're not all vaccinated. No way. And, uh, so... Uh, I guess I guess people feel relieved. I bet you there's been a lot of people really square, scared that they might not be able to give their kids any gifts for Christmas, you know, and, and celebrate Christmas. But anyway, it looks like it's going to come off anyway. And uh, and and I don't know. Should we send a thank you note to <laughs> Fauci? But, but what, what a shame, you know, so so sad. But but the extent to which he. Uh, became this uh, celebrity. I just wonder what day it was that he, they, that the uh, people discovered Fauci. You know, his name has been around a little bit, but I'll bet you uh, less than two two years ago, I bet uh, nobody knew who he was. And uh, all of a sudden now, you know, <laughs> every every Sunday morning he's yeah, on to it. get the update to find out what we're going to be allowed to do. Yeah. So I don't know if people feel better about this. It hasn't made me feel any better. I, I, I don't think it's any of his business what I do on Christmas Day. He's almost become a caricature of himself, I think, you know. And, and they, you know, they were, the National Geographic and Disney released this documentary about St. Fauci. I think it was last week, and it totally flopped. On Rotten Tomatoes, it got like 99% bad and horrible. <laughs> Everyone hated it. But he still goes on and on and on. He still feels that he has the authority to tell us what to do. And in fact, I think we should watch this for two reasons. For what he says, but also, Dr. Paul, for the fawning media. He would not be anywhere if it wasn't for the likes of ABC News and CNN and all these fawning mainstream media who, oh, please, Dr. Fauci, tell us what can we do. Let's watch Martha Raddatz. She's not a journalist. She's a hack. Let's watch a few, a few seconds of her uh, interviewing uh, Fauci. Actually, well, we're getting it put uh, queued up here. But um, the way she asks him and begs him, can we have Christmas? Can we have Halloween? Uh, Mother, may I? I think we've got, we're getting this queued up here. But we can take a look at what uh, Martha Raddatz is begging <laughs> Fauci for uh, permission for. We have it. I guess we're still working on that. But again, Dr. Paul, it's just this idea that he can come on TV and tell everyone every weekend, we got to wear a mask, you don't wear a mask, you got to do this, you can't do that. Uh, and he flips, flops, flips and flops all the time. And it's just, 
It's just incredible to watch it. I don't know, do we, do we have that clip or are we still working on it? No, we don't. <laughs> okay, well, we're still working on the clip. But anyway, why don't we move on? We'll come back to Fauci. Uh, and let's move on to, uh, to number two, what we're talking about, which is... It's also um, Fauci. Oh, also Fauci, Fauci, yes. Fauci in a different Fauci, Fauci, way. Fauci, Fauci. Yeah, he's an important guy, you know. And uh, this has to do with, you know, he's warning us about a fifth way. I have trouble keeping up with all the waves. I knew when it came and uh -huh. I knew when there was a secondary wave and, and then all of a sudden you c couldn't keep straight uh, the complications coming from the vaccine boosters and all these different things. But anyway, there's a potential fifth wave. Oh, fifth uh, wave. This is official, <laughs> an official potential. And uh, he, uh, and Fauci knows about it. He, he's an expert on the fifth one. And he didn't say the fifth one is going to be here on such and such today. But guess what he's taken care of? He now has absolutely a clear understanding on who would be to blame <laughs> because it's not nature. There's nothing about natural immunity or anything like that. But what he is saying that when it comes, we have the evidence to show that the unvaccinated caused the whole problem. It's so there problem. it is, there it yeah. is. How are you gonna vaccinate against the unvaccinated? Yeah. Oh yeah, just stick everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Work camps. and. But the thing that I don't understand about this, Dr. Paul, is that his own Dr. Walensky herself, Rochelle Walensky, told Wolf Blitzer on CNN, the one thing that the vaccine cannot do is prevent transmission. She said it, we didn't imagine it, we can even find the clip. So if that's the case, if the vaccine doesn't prevent transmission, as the CDC says, that means if you're vaccinated, you can transmit the virus. So how is it, how is it the fault of the unvaccinated if the vaccinating are transmitting it as much as anyone else. I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense. And then the, the only solution they offer, no matter what they say, what the problem is, the bottom line is usually get the vaccine because I think their number one goal is the vaccine passports. Yeah. You know, and it, it doesn't matter to them whether, whether they can pass on or not. Uh, but they expect the passport is going to be around. And there's some scary stories about the passport, you know, that uh, it's just so bad. I don't even want to read about them. They're so yeah. scary on, on what they may do or not do. So the evidence isn't completely in on exactly what it can do. But the principles there, and there are, there are people who are capable of uh, contriving to do this and use it to monitor everything everybody ever does. And... Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that it's a worldwide uh, vaccine program. Uh, what bothered me the other day when I read where it said foreigners, you know, uh, living in other countries, if they've been vaccinated, they have free reign. Yeah. Or if you're an illegal, you have free reign. But if you happen to be an American citizen, uh, you better have done it for the, under the government control in order for you to move about. Uh, but but this whole thing that that others than American citizens, of course, of course, in a free society, we wouldn't be talking about this. Uh, it would be a medical a medical decision to be made, and it would be made quite differently than the medical experts uh, have been uh, dealing with this in the past uh, year and a half. Well, they're using strong arming tactics, and they're being very divisive. Even though the president said this issue should not divide us, right? <laughs> but they are, and it's it's kind of backfiring in our. Our, our second main story today is about California of all places. Do you think there would be no problem? They'd be lining up. Everyone is dutifully uh, obeying uh, Newsom. 
but it's actually not the case. And this is an article that we first saw on Zero Hedge. But there's a real problem. 40% of state workers are not vaccinated. Boy, how are they going to handle that? <laughs> fire, are they going to fire them all? I mean, what are they going to do? Well, they'll, they'll try to. It seems like firing fits the scenario that uh, if chaos is their goal, if economic turmoil is their goal, is they're doing a pretty darn good job. But so this, this thing, whether they're teachers or policemen or no matter what they're supposed to be doing, doesn't seem to bother them at all. It, the amazing thing is the ability to manipulate statistics. Well, we know about the manipulation of statistics re, uh, relating to COVID. But I think about the manipulation of the statistics, why, why you, you can look at some of the, the traditional statistics on what's the debt and what are the interest rates and what's going on here, how much spending there is, and there'd be some warning signs out there. But no, uh, no matter what happens, it's very, very positive and, uh, and, and nobody, at, for the moment, are really panicking. There's no, there's no panic. I would think that uh, there's a day going to become and people are going to panic over uh, realizing that everything they've heard about the, about the uh, economy right now uh, is not quite so. Yeah. Well, in California, you're going to have a public safety issue, public health of trumping public safety. But from this article, we noticed that about half of all California Highway Patrol officers are not vaccinated. Uh, we don't know. They've known since July when Newsom said, you better do it or else. So are they going to fire half of the entire CHP force? Maybe even if they can bump that up to 60 or 70, you're talking about firing a lot of officers. Um, my father-in-law was a CHP. I mean, they've got a tough job to do. It's a, it's a, it's a, car, it's a car state. So what will happen? People are going to start you know, crashing and it's going to be a, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. And I would expect that to come, but just when. But this is, it is a pretty impressive that 40% with all the authoritarianism and threats and innuendos that uh, people, people would be frightened. But I think they're, you, you know, well past that. I, I, I think they hear it, they buy into some of it, but they also know this, this can't, there's no way they're going to watch and to make sure everybody is going to have this vaccination. And evidently, the practical result of this is that people aren't doing much about it. And the other practical result, politically, it's just used for noise. Yeah. And uh, as long as as long as you can beat a recall, uh, I guess the noise has worked pretty well and has nothing to do with good common sense. Well, another thing I just saw when you talk about this before the show, but it might actually be a little bit of good news, Dr. Paul, and I'm half only half tongue-in-cheek, but they also said that only 40% of the TSA officers are vaccinated. So that might be a case where we might be in favor of firing. Oh, yeah, there firing you go. Those, uh, those others. So it's... Uh, there was uh, one special story this morning, which uh, caught the eyes of, I bet you, most Americans, yeah. because uh, a very, very famous general uh, died from COVID. And... Um, of course, he's, uh, that's Colin Powell. Yeah. Uh, he was well known, and we remember him so well. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah, I even had some empathy for him because he had been always smooth. And, you know, uh, he, he worked his way through the system pretty well, became a major general. And they even, there was a time until an episode occurred at the UN where people thought, He's going to be the next president. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he was really shrewd and slick at this. Uh, but uh, the uh, but but uh, he, he passed away 
And uh, in the article, the first article I read about this, I don't know about you, it, it said that uh, he he was fully vaccinated. Yes, yeah. It's, so it's, immediately, you know, since we have uh, a, a constant study of vaccinations, how good are they and how uh, how do they react? We thought, well, well, you know, once again, uh, you know, uh, and I think you just mentioned that vaccinated people don't prove that they don't spread the disease. Yeah. There's still a lot of questions that go on. So here, uh, the complications uh, from this is that uh, uh, no, nobody knows for sure. Uh, and but here, here he was fully vaccinated and died. But uh, I think the next logical question is, I don't think there's any doubts about age playing a major role, yeah. both good and bad. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like no matter which category is, if it's bad for a certain category, blame the kids. Yeah, blame really, the kids, even if, it, even if they're the safest group around. So they, they, uh, they, they, have to, they have to suffer the consequences too. So, uh, but it turned out, uh, uh, you know, the second story I read about it was that he did have cancer. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this, this is not a very good time to even challenge or think about it, but there, there, who knows what that means, you know? Uh, yeah. There's all, all degrees of, of people having cancer, but uh, obviously it didn't help him any. And, uh, but uh, obviously, you know, the, if, if, the, um, if the vaccine was perfect, uh, it might have helped. Yeah, you know? yeah. But that's the one thing, isn't it? So I don't know how people will react to that. They'll probably be uh, somewhere like we're talking, nothing to be joyful about to prove a point. But there is a point in there that's uh, probably worth thinking about. Yeah. Now, I remember my, my memory of Colin Powell was, of course, we were battling to stop this stupid Iraq war in 03. And it felt for a while like it was almost touch and go, like you were making some good points on the floor and some allies. And then I remember the waking up that morning that Colin Powell gave his talk to the UN and I was crushed. I was devastated because I knew how much sway he had, how much moral authority he was perceived to have. And I, I don't know if I, if I talked to you, but I know I came into the office with my head dragging thinking we are done, we are toast. Yeah, uh, and so, so, you know, the motion passed and we went to war, legitimate war, sanctioned by the UN and the Congress, the whole, whole works, and uh, what a sad, sad story. The one thing about the Colin Powell, there are two things actually. First is the media, and now I would consider Drudge mainstream media now because he has changed quite a bit, but what's interesting is he had an above-the-fold huge thing. I don't know if we have our clip, we probably don't. But it said, uh, huge letters, Colin Powell dead from COVID, fully vaxxed. And then I checked back, I think, an hour or so later, and there was an asterisk that said, was fighting cancer. And okay, that's legitimate. That's a serious comorbidity. But how funny it is that you're only allowed to count comorbidities when you're trying to back up the vaccine, right? When you're trying to make the vaccine look good. We didn't get to count it all this entire past year when however many hundred thousand Americans died with COVID rather than from COVID. But now all of a sudden when fully vaxxed people die, well, then we have to consider their, their other comorbidities. And that's the way this system works, it, right? It's not uh. fair. <laughs> but it's not going to improve the view of people who are hesitant, who don't want to take the vax when they see when No, they they're going to see, they're, they're gonna see the headline that uh, even the famous get the vaccines and uh, they die too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Because there's a lot of cynicism has been developing over. And this is, uh, this is healthy in some ways that people... 
people are skeptical of, of, of what the government tells the people, and, and that should be that way. And I've argued for a long time that all these uh, commissions to study assassinations and, and who, who causes, you know, the riots, who, who causes the insurrection. Oh, we'll have, we'll have a hearing. Yeah. It, we'll, have a demo, we'll have a Democratic hearing, and the real evidence uh, about what went on, all the, all the thousands and thousands of hours of video, that Republicans aren't supposed to look at that. They yeah. don't want to get confused with the facts. So that, that, that's it. So this is why uh, people will eventually, in a healthy way, uh, be very skeptical of what the government's telling them. Because uh, in, in one was the other day I was had to laugh at it because our famous president was giving giving a talk. I lasted for maybe five minutes or so. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> and, and it was the same thing over. And he talked about the three or four different major problems we have, whether it was immigration or unemployment and all these kind of things. And he, he, he went through through this and he said, he says, and, and every time he talked about a problem, he came down with a conclusion. It comes from lack of leadership. <laughs> and, I, okay. and I got to think I was scratching my head. Yeah, that sort of may be true. I think I think there is some leadership by both political parties at times that drag us in through the mud. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, we want to move on to we want to talk a little bit about Glenn Greenwald and the famous insurrection. Yeah, there he he knows about insurrections. Yeah. Now this this person is worth listening to and trusting. Yes. I, I'd vouch for, I'd vouch for Greenwald. Absolutely. Well, it's, 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 his piece is pretty interesting, and it talks about the, the trampling of the civil liberties under the guise of, 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 of uh, stopping this insurrection. And he goes through in great detail uh, what was going on with, with, uh, with the trampling of civil liberties. But, you know, this also dovetails uh, with some new information that we got this morning, and we'll, we'll talk about Greenwald in a second, but from the, uh, from the U.S. Capitol Police monitors. And we, unfortunately, we don't have our, our video right now with us today. But Julie Kelly, who has been on this program, uh, she's talked about it on Twitter, Julie underscore Kelly, too. Uh, and she shows this is the, the Department of Justice was fighting, fighting, fighting the release of this stuff. You know, they got 14,000 hours. They won't release any. Finally, they had to release this one little bit of it. And what did it show? Did it show the, the insurrectionists beating the Capitol Hill police to a pulp? No. It showed the Capitol Hill police standing by calmly as a row of people calmly walked in to the Capitol <laughs> building, and it was door after door after door. They weren't beating, they weren't hitting, they weren't front. They were just standing back and allowing people to come in. So you can understand, people may, must have thought, hey, oh, I guess it's okay to come in and look around. They thought they were a tourist. You know, they thought they actually <laughs> paid for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's fascinating because this really undermines the entire narrative that this was an armed insurrection to overthrow the government and install Trump in for a second term. And what it actually raises some of the questions, Dr. Paul, is was this a setup? Were they given the word, hey, back off and let these guys in, and then we'll say it's an insurrection? You know, there was some pundit the other day, and this was coming from the left, he says, you know, uh, the pe people are starting to worry about this and they can't make up their mind. Should they be very frightened because uh, Trump is going to steal the election or, or are they really frightened that Trump is going to win the election? <laughs> so either way, they're, they're, they're probably going to lose. But uh, so far, I think the American people lose when we don't get the information. And that's what 
we argue the cases. We have to have the information. And it's so, so frustrating for me to, uh, to see medicine messed up as it has been. You sh we shouldn't have a political debate over, over uh, ivermectin. Yeah. Of course, occasionally they will find somebody that can win the argument yeah. on that. So. Like Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the case. So. Yeah. But no, uh, Greenwald's been great on on the civil liberties and, uh, and uh, how how they're being trampled. And the, this this group that have been arrested early on, you know, on on the sixth. And I I don't know if anybody really knows the exact number of how many are there and how each one has been treated. I think on occasionally they found one time that must have been really bad because they, they said the, uh, uh, the, the, the prisoner was abused, yeah. you know. But it's, uh, it's, it's not uh, one of our proudest moments. And uh, so if, if, if we could just get more people who would just say, well, just give us the truth. Yeah. That's what we want. Let us work it Release out. Release the videos. Yes. <laughs> Let, can you imagine if you if you came into town from the Midwest or somewhere you're not you haven't been in D.C. at all maybe or very much and you walk up to the Capitol building you see the Capitol Hill police they're standing aside and everyone is is going in any normal person would 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 assume that hey oh this is this is neat I can go in and, and check it out I've never seen it before I'm looking forward to it and then at 4 a.m. a week later the jackboots come and knock down your door and grab all your stuff and take you and throw you into jail where you sit and rot away for a few months and that's what's happened so. I hope when the truth continues to come out, and Julie Kelly, again, she has done the best work on this, and she has been relentless. When it comes out, hopefully the people that are being jailed are the people that put this guy, these guys in jail. Right. You know, there's one group of uh, military people in this country that are held in high respect, and for physical reasons and for doing their duty, yes, they deserve it. Of course, uh, they get involved in a lot of things that uh, I don't think they should be involved in. And yeah. We're talking about the SEALs. Yeah. And uh, we know... Uh, Several of them personally, and they're very decent people, and and they're trying to carry out their orders as they see fit, and as they must do. But uh, this the story is is they don't like uh, they don't like vaccines, and, and a bunch of them aren't taking them, and they they're afraid of needles. <laughs> no, so they they're not getting it. So they, this is a controversy, and once again, what does the government do? If you don't obey the rules, uh, if you don't have your vaccine, they punish you. They punish you. You lose your job. You, you, they, you get canceled. Whatever they can do. So this is what they're going. They're going to do, or they're threatening to do, is cancel these uh, these seals yeah. uh, because uh, they're not all all vaccinated. And uh, and what what they're going to this how to the best punish them is they'll probably they they will get fired. Yeah. They'll lose their job they'll lose that position but then they're also going to say hey look we spent a lot of money on you to train you uh, to do certain things the only thing i'd agree with there is a lot of the military training of our personnel over the last 50 years has been excessive and caused us to do things we shouldn't be doing yeah. but i don't think that's the issue we're talking about right now it's this whole thing that they were doing their job in good faith and they come along and they say that uh, if you're not going to have the shot then you're going to pay back yeah. uh, and it probably costs thousands of dollars who knows how much it costs to train a seal but they are very well trained individuals you know when we first saw this article when i first saw it this morning uh, i saw it on the daily wire and a couple of other places i thought okay 
That sounds a little bit too much. I mean, I, I really need to look into it because I think it might be overstated. And the Daily Wire puts it this way. Biden's Defense Department could make unvaxxed Navy SEALs pay for their training. Uh, and uh, so I went and I looked and I looked up the, the, uh, the directive itself. And unfortunately, we don't have, we've got a little bit of a glitch over here with all of our, 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 our computers, you know, from the... Uh, but, but I looked it up, and it is a directive from the Navy. It was issued uh, early, uh, just recently, and it's Part 7A and Part 7B, talking about the punishment for those people in the military, the SEALs, who do not, are not vaccinated. And they talk about disciplinary action for vaccine refusal. The CCDA may seek recoupment of applic applicable bonuses, special incentive pays, and the cost of training and education <laughs> for service members refusing the vaccine. And so this is, and the word you mentioned is vindictive, but I would say probably, Dr. Paul, I wouldn't in the thousands, I think it might cost in the millions to train the SEALs. These are you're highly, right. highly a little trained. facetious. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is going to, basically they're telling these SEALs, we will ruin your life, we will bankrupt you and destroy you if you don't take this vaccine. Oh, bad, bad, bad news. and. Um, but that, that's, that's the system that they're using right now. And it reminds me of somebody explaining it to me way, way back uh, when the Cold War was going on. And I asked about the discipline, you know, in, in the Soviet system. And, uh, and they were explaining that when, when the people don't obey, they don't get rounded up and put in concentration camps. That's too much, too much trouble. It's always the removal of a benefit that the people have become dependent on, whether it's food or room or board or whatever. They just deny it to them. You lose your job, uh, you lose your uh, rent, and, and, and people get punished. And they become very dependent. Don't we hear this all the time? He yeah. says, they, they say, I have to do it. I'm a single mom and I'm going here. I've already worked to two years in, with COVID and yeah. I've been exposed and I know I can't get it and I have natural immunity and all this and yet they uh, they are they are intimidated and and sometimes sometimes they they do go ahead because it becomes so so evil uh, this is the worst type of blackmail what they're doing is they're putting the kids up yeah. there, if if uh, somebody uh, is, is taking care of children they're the sole breadwinner and uh, all of a sudden the government says well if you don't do what we tell you we're, you're done uh, they're, so the parent what, what will they do how, how strong would the instinct be you know to play their games yeah, and, 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 and feed the kids so that's, uh, that's why I always try to make the point don't get started with the government. Yeah. Even, even if it's just a little bit. It's a bad habit. <laughs> when, when they promise you a little bit of help, when they promise back in the old days, if we remember when we were fighting the IRS in 1913. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> in 1913, we said, look, uh, you know, uh, it'll, it'll amount to a lot more money. Oh, no, we're, you know, uh, most people aren't going to pay anything, and the highest tax is going to be 3%, you know, and yeah. that'll be it. <laughs> and now what does Biden want to do? Anybody has $600 in an account yeah. will be monitored daily yeah. uh, to make sure they know exactly how you spent your money and make sure you have, uh, make sure you have a vaccine uh, passport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, talk about the Chinese social credit system where they monitor every penny. Do we want to talk about Delta a little bit? Yeah, or? I want to mention this because uh, 
in a way, I thought when I first read, I thought, well, oh, this is pretty good, pretty good, and it is pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. A little bit too, a little bit late. Yeah. But uh, the headline: Delta Airlines CEO ditches uh, quote divisive vaccine mandate. Well, that's great. Yeah. But it was after <laughs> he sort of, I guess, played along and uh, didn't fight it, and most of them had uh, had the inoculation. Yeah. But still. I, st- I still think it's good. Uh, he at least spoke out because governments don't even like you to speak out. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that's what they hate the most. You know, if you stand out on principle and uh, challenge them. Uh, matter of fact, that is the thing that we have to keep emphasizing for the people. You have to challenge what they're d- doing. Uh, just you have to resist it. And that's why these, uh, you know, town hall meetings are just great. Yeah. So, uh, and I was going to say so far they haven't closed them down, but so far they're closing them down right and left yeah you know and uh and, and then uh, then the fbi uh, comes in and have their special interest lined up yeah. and they they uh, uh purposely punish people for going out and speaking it's not a free country we need uh more glenn greenwalds and a yeah. few a few others yeah. there are a lot of good people out there but the frustration level is is, is very very high but I still like to look at the big pictures, and the big picture for me is a uh, hundred thousand screaming young people having fun. Yeah, and yeah. they're not even talking about the guy next to you. Are you vaccinated? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and no, uh, really. I, are you a Democrat? Are you a Biden Democrat? No, they're just out in one way. They can just forget about all this nonsense, and uh, that's what we need more of. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't. I hardly watch football anymore. Although I've always loved it, but I did watch the Steelers last night. I know you're from Pittsburgh, and that was an amazing victory at the end. But you know, Ed Bastian is the CEO of Delta, and you're right. It's kind of a mixed bag because on the one hand, yeah, you did kind of coerce your people at first, and he kind of admits it. But he came up with a plan to get everyone vaccinated in the airline. But then he went on Fox Business a couple of days ago, and he said. Yeah, we do have to make some religious and medical accommodations for the employees, and we're not going to fire them. Uh, And he said, quote, by the time we're done with this all, we'll be pretty close to fully vaccinated as a company without going through all the divisiveness of a mandate. And that's that's a good attitude, better too late than not at all. And that's also a lesson for Southwest CEO, United, and all the others. There is a better way to handle this. And I'm hopefully, frankly, I'm hoping that people will vote with their dollars and they'll go with someone like Delta, who is at least a little bit more sane than the other ones. Yeah, and uh, the competition uh, is tough to find the, the one airline that is far superior, but there will be some relative benefits by going with people who have a little more respect for the for personal liberty. And it's sort of disgusting to me to see, uh, you know, of course, we had to put up uh, after 9-11 with uh, uh, the TSA and and all that abuse that uh, has gone on. But uh, now uh, I I don't know how anybody can do this flying. They have to have pretty strong emergencies to get on these airplanes and and fly. So that that to me is sad. Hopefully um, we can contribute something to uh, enlightening people with uh, with factual information that they can take and decide themselves and that mean that means they ought to know have more information when it comes to things like ivermectin and 
hydroxychloroquine and then all because uh, every once in a while now or more frequently they'll say well I don't want to do this I want to do this uh, I always uh, you know if I had a question I have a doctor I trust I call up my doctor and we talk to him about yeah. it and, and we, we need more of that because uh, this this whole thing is is the propagandist and people who say well but we have Dr. Fauci. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll, thank you. he'll he'll level with us yeah. and tell us what to do. Yeah. Well, my closing, and, and we don't have the graphic, so it's not as dramatic, but uh, a new data came out about per capita COVID cases. Uh, Steve Krakauer put this up on Twitter. Uh, well, it's official. Florida currently has the lowest per capita cases among the contiguous 48 states. The lowest per capita COVID cases with no vaccine mandates, no mask mandates no forcing people to do this, this, that, and the other. That's why they hate Florida so much, because it's proving how wrong all of these interventions have been. And it's proving that, as we said all along, as Alex Berenson himself coined, the virus is going to virus. It's going to go through society as it does and as it has. And Florida continues to prove the case, and to a lesser extent, Texas. Now, I would have to say that DeSantis is uh, probably rated pretty high as far as how he could uh, be a governor of a state under these circumstances. That doesn't mean others haven't done pretty darn well, too, and uh, others are moving in, in the direction of, of it. But it's still, I think that uh, the governors can react and can participate when the people are willing to you know, support him instead of, uh, you know, making his his or her life miserable. And uh, this is why I think that uh, people have to wake up and they have to know where they stand. They have to start resisting. They have to go to these meetings. Otherwise, they'll run rush, rush, rush shot over us. And, uh, and too much of that is happening. We're back and fussing in so many schools now, but maybe... Maybe this is going to be, maybe the school fiasco is going to be helpful. There's going to be more private school and more homeschooling and, and, uh, and, and the quality of education will go up. Maybe not the numbers, but the quality will go up and uh, that will be uh, something worthwhile. Let's hope so. I'm all done, Dr. Paul. Very I'm good. Uh... Very good. I want to thank all our viewers today for tuning in to the uh, Liberty Report. We're going to be here continuously as long as we can find things to report on and try to get the facts as best we can. And right now, I do believe there are shifts in the right direction and more people are starting to resist. But there's also a lot of complacency and a lot of aggressiveness. And I think there's problems still coming, whether it's COVID or whether it's the financial problems. There's going to be a lot. So we will have a lot of challenges, but it can be simplified to the point well, be on the side of liberty, and you're going to be on the side of solving a lot of these problems and not capitulate and go along with the politicians who threaten and intimidate. That's what we can do away with. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.